Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedotin with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' wild card round victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers and preview Sunday's playoff game against the Buffalo Bills. But Joe, we have to start with another Chiefs offensive lineman wearing number 73, catching a touchdown pass. Nick Allegretti, another little, another another Italian kid wearing 73, coming up with the big what they're calling thick six, right? That's the new term now for offensive linemen scoring, <laughs> thick six. So I was so – Jeff, I almost jumped out of my seat. I, I, I like, welled up when I saw him score. I was so excited, excited for him. He looked so happy and so excited. And I'll tell you, the best part of the touchdown was how he threw T.J. Watt down like he was a sack of potatoes. I mean, he won the big uh, hit. Uh, he won some kind of like big stick award, and he's getting all kinds of stuff for this for this uh, thick six touchdown. So really excited for Nick. Really excited for another seventy three, keeping the TD tradition alive uh, for Chiefs offensive linemen for sure. He uh, kind of cool. He was the fourth read on that play, and apparently Andy Reid talked about it on Fridays. They he calls it a pat and go drill, where they I guess do a drill where like offensive line can men can kind of catch passes. Uh, just as, as I guess, kind of a, a fun keep it loose drill. Uh, Joe, is that kind of what happened uh, in your days when you were catching uh, passes? Did they have like a Friday drill like that? No, it actually started when Joe Montana was trying to play a trick on me when I was a decoy receiver and he fired the ball at me. You know, I was like supposed to just be a screen and like five yards in the end zone and let like JJ and Willie Davis and Kimball and Keith Cash and all those Derek Walker, they were like, they would cross behind me. And Joe was like looking at me the whole time and eyeing me up and he was pumping the ball and he like fired it at me thinking he was going to hit me in the face with it, right? In the face mask. And like everybody would have a really good laugh, you know, and I played catcher my whole life. uh, And so I had relatively soft hands and I caught the darn thing and I like threw it down on the ground. I was like, Oh my God, hot potato. I was like, what do I do with this thing? Paul Hackett comes running over. He throws his clipboard up in the air. He's like, oh, my God, you can catch. I'm like, I guess so, Coach. Here's the ball in my hands. And he starts – he's like, Joe, you're going to catch a touchdown this year. And I was like, dude, come on. I was like, this West Coast offense really opens things up when guys like me are scoring. He goes, no, I'm serious. You're going to score a touchdown this year. And here we go against the Raiders. I opened that one up, and uh, the rest was history. So it all came from Joe Montana being the ultimate jokester. So, and he even admitted it to me afterwards. He goes, ah, Joe, he goes, I can't believe you caught that. He goes, I was trying to, I was trying to make a fool of you. (laughs) So, you know, I saw all the, all the videos that were posted and stuff of your play and of, of Nick's play. And Joe, you looked very smooth. You looked, I mean, you looked like a receiver. I thought catching that. Um, (laughs) Well, the one, the one on Denver was probably the, the, the least of the tackle eligible types like Nick's. I mean, Nick had to, you know, he had to throw TJ down. He had to get into the end zone and shuffle and look for the open space. Right. And he was very athletic move. My, you know, the three touchdowns that I caught other than the one against Denver on Monday night, they were, you know, they were slam, get to the corner, turn and look for the ball. Like it it was not like they weren't, 
these super, you know, it wasn't really a whole lot to them. But the one against Denver was probably the one where I actually felt like a tight end because I had to catch it over my left shoulder. Because I, like Nick, I was the I was the fourth receiver on that play, mm-hmm. and I did something very similar. Uh, then again, I it wasn't T.J. Watt, and I didn't slam him down as hard as uh, as Nick did, but I did have to shed him. So I was blocking, 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 and then boom! And you, if you see the video, I like did shed him onto the inside and gave myself that position and 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 the to propel me to the outside. And I turned and looked over my shoulder, and Joe freaking threw it. I was like, oh my god! Like here it comes, and I caught it over my left shoulder. But then the scariest part, like unlike Nick's and those other three that I scored, like. I was out in space, Jeff. Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was four <laughs> yards from the end zone. So I, like, dove in because I didn't know where I was. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Got to make sure I to get in. That's great. I could have just, wa- just walked in. I could have rolled in. But I, like, dove into the end zone. So it was – it was, uh, yeah, that was that was fun. And I'll tell you, it brought back so many memories, interacting with all the fans on Twitter and, you know, posting side-by-sides and things like that and giving Nick shout-out. I was connected with Nick. Uh, on Twitter, we had a good little thing going, and then um, Eric Stone Street chimed in, and then, of course I had to post the old Eric Stone Street wearing the dark green polo, uh, you know, in that in the picture where he's behind me, like literally right behind me when I scored against San Francisco, and he he loves he loves when I post that, and, and we had a back and forth going. So yeah, it's it just you know it just it brought back so many memories, um, and what was really cool, Jeff, is it, it actually sparked a lot of fans remembering those days and I caught a lot of like hey he looked just like you and you know it's like that really made me feel good you know because it's been a long time you know it's been it's been you know I'm it's funny because I've got my daughters are the same age as Nick right it's been 27 years since I caught my last uh touchdown so I like start thinking holy cow like that was a really really long time ago and and it just brought back a lot of great memories We'll we'll get in. We'll preview the Bills later in the show, and it's funny that there is also another uh, touchdown by lineman on 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 their side too. Uh, Joey talked a couple times about really impressive the Allegretti before catching the pass. Uh, he threw T.J. Watt, you know, the best defensive player in football, down. Joe, was that a completely legal play when you throw something? Like, or did he have his hands on him and kind of – is there a hole involved? What's your don't, – I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but I, I, I was curious your take. Uh, on the technique there. No, five, you know, every receiver gets five yards to shed like that. So, and remember, you, you know, when you're on offense, if you have somebody on the inside, you can actually hold. Like, referees never call holding if your hands are on the inside. Now, if Nick would have clasped or done like a lobster claw, like, you know, or like a big crab claw and like grabbed him on the outside of his shoulder pads, then, yeah, they would have probably called, you know, holding or something like that. But if you're holding somebody inside, inside their chest, you can shed somebody that way by grabbing some cloth and throwing them down. And as long as you're five yards, you know, from the line of scrimmage, it's, it's all legal in that box. So, yeah, he did not – I did the same thing. Again, it wasn't T.J. Watt, and, and I didn't throw him quite as dramatically as Nick did, but I did the same exact thing uh, when I shed the defensive end um, against Denver. So – um, yeah, I, I can defend Nick a thousand percent on that. And he, he was fully inside the, the rules of the game. No, no pass interference there. Great insight there, Joe, um, on the techniques. And we are going to talk about things beyond offensive linemen catching touchdown passes. <laughs> We're in number 73. But first, Bet Online would like, you, would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march 
the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code BLEAV to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, Baki, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, before we get into the uh, uh, previewing the Bills game, which should be a, a great one, I, one I'm really excited about. I, I really thought the difference in the game, um, that Kelsey 48-yard touchdown on a third and 20 from Mahomes, who was magnificent all game long, five touchdowns. But, like, that was the play. You're like, all right, this is over. You know, if it, if it went into halftime 14-7, to seven, they if the Steelers are even, even 17-7, to seven, like, the Chiefs are still going to win, but the Steelers still have life. That was really, to me, and then the Chiefs got the ball again and part of a scoring barrage. Um, and, yeah, when Kelsey's – Kelsey at times early in the year – when, he, when there were some drop passes and he was getting physical coverage, you could see the frustration. But when he's in the end zone and he's dancing, all's right and all's going well with Chiefs Kingdom. Yeah, Jeff, and, and I'll tell you, I mean, I saw a stat. Here we go, back with the stats again, right, trying to impress each <laughs> other. I saw something where, you know, there has been not even close to a five-touchdown string like Patrick put together I think it was within 10 like 10 minutes and 55 seconds on the game clock I think is that if don't correct me if I'm wrong fans but I'm I'm I'm, I know I'm relatively close on that no other player has done anything close to that Tom Brady did it way back when and I think he did it um, back in the early 2000s and I think it was, or I mean, early on in his career in the 2000s, and it was like I think it took him 25 minutes to do five touchdowns. So you, you just like you think about that. That is just out of control, right? If you can do that kind of um, that kind of a string in that short of a time, it shows you that once the Chiefs' offense gets rolling, they're really, really hard to stop. Um, and I know everybody's talking about Jarek McKinnon. I think he was super impressive uh, in this. Another addition to the repertoire, to the stable of running backs that this team has. It's just, they just, guys just keep stepping up and stepping up, right? I mean, you know, they had, I think, what? They had a lineman catch a ball, tight ends catch a ball. Every receiver caught a ball. They had a receiver threw a t- or tight end threw a touchdown, right? Travis throws a touchdown. Like, when they get that playbook rolling, I'm telling you, it's just it seems like it's just next guy up, right? I mean, that's the kind of mentality that this team has. It's like next guy up. So I- I'm really excited to see what they're going to pull out against the Bills. Jeff, I'm going to go out on a huge limb and say this right now. This game on Sunday evening – against the Bills, to me, is the AFC Championship. I think whichever team, and I I really do truly believe this is going to be the Chiefs game, but whatever team wins this game is going to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. What happens from there, you know, that'll take us a little further down the road in the analysis that we'll have to do once we see who it is that comes out of the NFC. But I I think this is the AFC Championship game, and I really do believe that. I think whoever wins this game, and I think it will be the Chiefs, um, we'll, we'll get, you know, 
go into Tennessee and, and we'll win that game as well. I just have a feeling nothing against Tennessee. They're finally coached team. Mike Vrabel, there's no other team in the NFL that mirrors their coach the way that those players mirror uh, Mike Vrabel. So I have a lot of respect for the Titans and especially Derrick Henry and what they're doing right now defensively. But I think this is the AFC championship game. Uh, a bold statement there, Joe, but one that, you know, I have trouble disagreeing with. It. I, I, I'm with you that I, I really think it's going to be one of these uh, two teams. And glad you mentioned McKinnon. He's really, you know, he is a good player who just has a bad injury history. So it's not like he's a guy who just, oh, it's the Chiefs offense or the Steelers who are, you know, they were the worst team against the run. But McKinnon is the real deal. Um, you know, even last year, he had a game where he had – three rushes for 77 yards, you know, uh, and then he, he got hurt again. But he, he's been good. He's uh, for both the Vikings and uh, 49ers. Uh, so I, and, and it's a nice story, him battling back from injuries, including this year. Um, yeah, so he, he, is, he is another threat there. He's shown some wiggle in the passing game. Now, Joe, for what you label as kind of the real AFC championship game here, uh, what, what do you what do you see that are the keys? And I, I also want to point out just how uh, the, the Chiefs, I think, no matter what happens, are the most talented team in the AFC. That doesn't mean they're going to win. But I think this is the toughest road they've had. I mean, you look, Buffalo, I think, is actually better than they than it was last year, even though the record doesn't is actually worse. But they're playing that Buffalo team. They play the AFC championship in the, in the divisional round. So that just shows how how tough. Um, this game was, and it's a rematch of the game that Buffalo really handedly beat the Chiefs. But of course, there was no Chris Jones um, in that game. So, Joe, what, what are some keys uh, to this possible? Would you, what you're dubbing kind of the AFC Championship? Yeah. The it, real it was, AFC Championship. Yeah, it's the real AFC Championship. It's a shame they have to play this game so early, right, in this divisional round. Thank goodness they weren't playing this game, you know, last week. Um, you know, maybe the Bills, like something weird would have happened. They would have, like, slipped down to that Steelers spot that, this, you know, the Steelers had at the number seven. But, you know, I, 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 think, I, I think the Chiefs have a lot more emotion going into this game based on just pure time. Uh, having lost to Buffalo earlier in the season, you know, when they were going into that game with five, five, you know, five games into the season. Uh, I think the Chiefs have a lot more to prove. I think the AFC championship loss by the Bills to the Chiefs last year is very distant memory. Um, you know, time heals a lot of wounds. And, and I think the Chiefs right now definitely will use this last loss this season to, to Buffalo um, they will use it for more of the emotional ride than I think Buffalo will be going saying, oh, well, we be, you know, we lost to them in the AFC Championship last year. Like, that's like, all right, well, that's old news. Because you got a whole offseason goes mm -hmm. by, the whole season goes by, and that's like, you know, that's yesterday's it, it news. It's clearly a motivating factor, you know, in um, when, when they met previously. The, yeah, uh, yeah. I think they, 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 have already, they may have already spent that emotion, right? right? right. And, and now that they got that, that nice win under their belt coming into Kansas City, you know, look, and, and look, that game was, you know, I'm not saying it was an anomaly. The Bills are a good team. Um, but, you know, you can't, you know, you can't let up two sacks. You can't fumble the ball twice. You can't throw two interceptions. And, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the Micah Hyde, you know, return just put the nail in it for, for them, you know, in that game. And, 
I think, you know, he's, that's a matchup we've got to keep our eyes on because, you know, he basically, um, you know, had one of the more athletic and timely plays against, uh, you know, the, the Patriots last week. So I, I think that was a huge turning point um, for that game in that game. And obviously, you know, the bills had the Patriots numbers, wasn't a lot of things going wrong for the bills and a lot of things went wrong for the Patriots. But, you know, I think, I think Micah Hyde is somebody we've got to keep our eye, you know, Patrick's obviously going to be keeping his eyes on him and, you know, Eric Bieniemy and, and Andy Reid are going to have to figure out how to, to get him out of the game plan and um, take advantage of uh, some other uh, defensive flaws that they might have other than Micah. So, I think that's a, a real matchup for, for this team to watch. I'm glad you mentioned Micah Hyde because he, along with Jed Poyer, that might be the best safety tandem in the league. And that's part of the reason the Bills have such a good pass defense. So it's definitely worth watching that kind of chess match between him and Patrick and who's uh, getting the better of whom. Uh, you know, what I'm interested to watch, we, we got to talk about the quarterbacks in this matchup. And as great as Patrick Mahomes was against the Steelers, over 400 yards, basically in three quarters and five touchdowns. Uh, Josh Allen was even more incredible, as, as amazing as that is, against a good – against a Belichick defense. He had the perfect game, you know, no turnovers, um, no nothing but touchdowns and all their possessions except for the kneel downs at the end. I'm interested, Joe, the Chiefs defense has gotten so much better. I think that they can have trouble – with running quarterbacks who are kind of going using bootlegs or RPOs. I think that's going to be a real key to the game. If they can contain um, Josh Allen's running, that's, that's what I'm kind of looking for to see how that, 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 that matchup works out. Yeah. They, they might be, they might be better off with, you know, of course they're going to want to try to get some pressure on them, but if you don't blitz the right way against the Josh Allen, just like Patrick Mahomes, they're going to take advantage of it. Uh -huh. Right. And, and, you know, they're obviously both much more mobile than a Tom Brady or, uh, you know, some of the other more uh, traditional drop back quarterbacks. So I think both defenses are going to be in for how do you stop these these two guys. And he, here's where I think the matchup comes between these two quarterbacks, Jeff. They obviously aren't going against each other. We joke about that all the time, mm -hmm. right? It's the, it's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen matchup. Well, it's really not because they don't play each other. It's like when Tiger Woods was playing, I think it was Sergio Garcia or something said, they were like, so what do you think of the matchup Tiger and Tiger Woods? Like, you know, we don't hit each other with the clubs, right? Like we play the ball into the hole, right? Like, so it, it's, there's some truth to that with Tiger Woods said, because these two aren't going to be, but, but, but there is a matchup though. The matchup is they're going to be reacting to how the other quarterback plays. And, and, you know, there are two quarterbacks who are ultra competitive. And if, if Josh Allen comes out hot and, 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 and Buffalo, you know, whatever, however they get the ball first, let's say the chief defer and, and kick to the bills and the bills, they go down and score on the first drive or vice versa. If the Chiefs lose the toss and you know the Bill, Bills defer and then they give the ball to the Chiefs and then Patrick takes the team right down, which we know they're all great, you know, in that first series. No, nobody's better in the NFL. Is, you know, they go right down and score. What's, how's Josh Allen going to react? So I think the matchup isn't going to come from them actually throwing the ball at each other and, like, punching each other out on the field or, you know, getting into a wrestling match on the 50-yard line. But where the matchup will be is psychologically how the other reacts to how the other one's playing. And I think that is going to be really fun for fans to see is, is keep your eyes on those first couple of drives and how each quarterback is playing and how the other is reacting to sort of, 
carrying the team on their shoulders. I think that's a really cool part of quarterback matchups that people might not think about when, when you in honesty, they don't really go against each other, right? They're going against the other team's defense, which is, you know, these two teams are, you know, they're smoking hot. I mean, look what they did in, in, in their, in their games and in, in, in NFL, you know, super wild card weekend, they both dominant scoring efforts, great defensive play. And I think it's going to be, you know, I just think it's going to be a matter of which team makes the fewest mistakes. I mean, that's really, you hate to say that. I, I know it's got to come in execution. I think it's going to also come down to who makes, who makes the fewest mistakes because the other team is definitely going to capitalize on it. Yeah, I really, I do. I really do think that turnovers, uh, I think that's going to be the key. And I know that's, that's kind of late. Of course, like every game it comes, but, but really this, you know, Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes are, are great players. When, when, when both teams have struggled, it's been kind of interceptions or fumbles for, for both of them. When, you know, the Bills ha- started out the year looking like the best team in the AFC, including when they beat the Chiefs and then had some inconsistent play. They even lost to the Jaguars, and it was because of turnovers. Same with the Chiefs. It was kind of drop passes and turnovers. Uh, and, and, Joe, back to that, you know, the Bills, of course, beat the Chiefs, as, as we mentioned, 38-20. to 20. Um, Worth mentioning, again, that Chris Jones was not – in that game, I think he's the best defensive player on the Chiefs. I don't think it's close to who's even the second best. I think he's that good and that dominant. So an edge to the Chiefs there. And, you know, so the, the Chiefs are better when, than when they last played. The Bills have lost since then their, their best cornerback, Travarius White, a very good player. Um, I, I will point out, though, that something Bills fans uh, will, would point out, Matt Milano was not in that contest, too. That's kind of forgotten. He's a very good linebacker. She's fans watch from out there. He and um, Edmonds are, are two really good stud linebackers to watch. Um, so, Joe, how do you what, – what's your proje- uh, prediction for this game? I, I think that she's going to win this game. You know, I – well, let me just backtrack a little bit. I, I was definitely off. I was definitely off last week. I, I thought the line – Going in, you know, Ben Swan song, which number one, I got to say to all the Chiefs fans out there, we are, we are a class organization. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, I just got to go, I got to come out on, on record and say that. I mean, that, this organization is unbelievable. The fans are incredible. You know, people could have made, you know, obviously there was a lot of the jokes about, hey, welcome, you know, I'm sending out invitations to big, big yeah. Ben's retirement. That's all good fun. I, ben Roethlisberger probably laughed about that, right? It was all good fun. It was very good intended and, and, and well-intended fun to have with somebody that, you know, you're, it, it's still a very competitive game. You don't just, you're not going to say, hey, let's lose this game since it's Ben's last, right? Nobody's, who's saying that, right? So have some fun with it. But man, you know, the respect that they showed for that guy, I saw some fat heads in the stands. I saw some signs. I saw, you know, a lot of really good, just good hearted, you know, kind of fandom, you know, gi- giving the respect to a guy who's poured his heart and soul into asked, the NFL. After the game, Mahomes even asked for his jersey. And yeah, you know, there was a lot of, it was a, a cool moment between the two. Yeah, uh, it's awesome, Jeff. It just, you know, so, so, you know, I just wanted to kind of go on record saying that. And I was off on that one. I, I, I thought, I thought the Steelers were going to put up a little bit more of a fight. I really did. I did. I did. It wasn't that I didn't think the Chiefs weren't going to play well because I predicted that the Chiefs were going to score at least 28, most likely 31 
in, in most of my predictions. I, but I, I just, I just thought the Steelers were going to have a little bit more fight in them, you know, based on that emotion and, and Hey, I'm glad they didn't because the chiefs needed, you know, get that momentum going. Um, so, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the chiefs winning this game by a touchdown. Uh, I think they're going to win. Uh, you know, I think they're going to win. It's going to be it's still going to, they're still going to be scoring. I don't think it's going to be like what you saw out of both teams. Uh, last week, you know, I, I don't think you're going to see, you know, something in, in the 40s like you saw from both teams last week. Um, but I think I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, you know, 31 to 24, very classic football score, you know, where you get a couple field goals in there for, you know, each team's going to kick a field goal. Bills will score a few touchdowns. Chiefs are going to score more touchdowns and they're going to, uh, you know, really keep the Bills you know, off the field, I think the defense is. I think the defense is ready for this. Um, they're peaking right now, just the right time. I think it's a 31-24 classic, solidly played football game. It's not going to be a shootout, a barn burner, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. You know, 45 to 42 type game. I think it's going to be a classic field struggle, 31 to 24 win for Kansas City. No, uh, and. and- Going back to what you said about the, our, our predictions for the Steelers game, I want to give us some credit, Joe. We, we were wrong. We were predicting a, a much closer game. But the key, what we kept saying, it was going to be competitive. And it really was like the, the Steelers defense came out on fire, and it was competitive for half, and then it was completely non-competitive. Yeah, that, yeah. I think that's what we were getting at, is that we knew the Chiefs were so much more talented, but the, the Steelers were going to put up a fight. If they had had just – one possession that lasted a little bit longer in the first yeah. half where they had prevented or that, that Kelsey touchdown that it wasn't wide open. You know, one of those little things, I think it would have yeah. been even more competitive. So we were, I'm going to give us a little bit of credit. Yeah. Here, so we I, I give us a little credit, Jeff. But, you know, <laughs> listen, listen for the first quarter, you know, and until the chiefs got rolling there towards the, you know, the middle of the second quarter, like I kept thinking, I was I, I love this term, you know, and my dad was a professional boxer, so I, I've always loved to do boxing analogies. But like, I was thinking it, it could have been, you know, uh, be careful of, you know, uh, a punch, like a puncher's bout, right? Where like you got this contender who's fighting the heavyweight champion of the world, and you never know, man, a roundhouse comes out of nowhere when the champ's not looking, and bam, you know, it could have been that, it, it could have been a puncher's fight where. You know, the Steelers just laid one on a return kickoff or a silly fumble, you know, something like that. And, and you know, next thing you know, it's it's a lot closer, you know, than you think. So, you know, you just have to be you have to be careful, um, you know, with those kind with those kind of teams. And, that, and that's where I think you're right. I'll give us a little credit. I was I was getting at that. It's just if they were to put that roundhouse on the Chiefs at some point when the Chiefs weren't looking it could have come back to, to bite them. So, uh, but luckily it didn't. And, and I think we were, you know, we knew they were going to win, but whew, man, you know, they just, they, that, that, that stretch between the second and third quarter yeah. was just, it was like, wow. Like, wow. Like who, I kept thinking to myself, who's going to, not that I'm jinxing anybody. I'm knocking on a lot of wood. Who's going to beat this team if they play that way. I, I was having trouble like keeping up, you know, I was, I keep my kind of play by play, take notes. And I would, there was so much, they were, they were too fast. They were too fast for me. And I was just trying to record who was scoring and what was going on on the, on the play. Uh, Joe, I, I see it. I, I really think this game against the bills though, 
will certainly be more competitive. And I really think it's a toss-up. Gun to my head, I got to take the Chiefs. They're at home. Hard to see them losing. It's so tough to beat a team twice, especially for the Bills to beat the Chiefs twice in Arrowhead. And, I, again, I think the Chiefs are so much better than they last played. But I, I really think this is a toss-up. I think this is – I think it's like a three-point game, and it's – I don't think Josh Allen no, – nobody can play as well in back-to-back weeks. I mean, he played, like I said, the perfect game. Uh, but it, he he's scary coming off a game like that. You know, if he – if he play – he's not going to play as well because, again, that's not a, yeah. a repeatable performance. But if it's close, you know, that's – that's. I, I mean, I, I think he can beat anyone if it's close to that. Yeah, well, listen, Jeff. I mean, I watched I watched Josh Allen and paid attention to him more this year probably than I have any other quarterback because he was my fantasy quarterback, right? I mean, I could since I you know the the we, we didn't get I didn't get the draft Patrick right. He went early, and you know I had to go with the next best available, and you know just from a stats perspective and you know rankings and all that. I, I went with Josh Allen because I really like him, but I gotta say there were some there were some times when I was really frustrated with yeah. his play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I was thinking, oh man, you know, I I, I went early on a QB because um, I thought he could really do some some damage. And um, you know, I gotta say, I gotta be honest and not to be critical, but he 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 had his ups and downs. He's had his ups and downs this yeah, year. Absolutely. Um, I think I think I think Patrick has gone on more of a uh, a crescendo. He he he's more have like he started out a little slow. I think he was carrying the whole team and the weight of the whole organization on his shoulders. I think he was pressing. We talked a lot about that on our early pods when the, when the chiefs were, you know, had that losing record, but, but he has kind of been building. Josh has been more of like the up and down. Like Patrick's never been so down that you're like, Oh my gosh, like really like this, you know, this, this is what we're getting here, you know? But um, I have to say that I, I'm hoping for, for the chief's sake, obviously one of those games out of Josh, you know, where he just, just doesn't have it. And, and there, trust me, having, having suffered with him as my fantasy quarterback, there have been games where he just didn't have it. So, you know, I, I think you look back and I know that was, you, it's really hard to look at that, that Patriots loss that, that the bills had, cause it was just the weather it was just so bizarre. I mean, you know, I think the the Patriots threw the ball for 19 yards in that game. I think three and it was, times you know, they threw the Patriots. They yeah. you know, they they ran the ball, but man, you know, it just takes some lessons on on from running. I hope the Chiefs commit to the run. Uh, I hope they you know I hope they continue to to to, to get creative. Um, and I think you know I think it's I I agree with you. it's going to be a really close game. Um, but I think you're right. The Chiefs are going to edge us out and head head down to Tennessee. I think that's that's what I'm predicting. You know. Uh, Great point about the consistency. Yeah, I mean, if 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 again, if Allen is on his A game, this is a really scary opponent. But he he certainly the Mahomes is the more consistent guy, and that's why if you're if you're betting or bet online or our friends there, that you probably want to go with Mahomes because that's a, a safer uh, bet. He's certainly more consistent. Also, good thing that you pointed out the running game because um, that's really again the Bills pass defense is excellent the run defense you mentioned the Patriots game you know when they just gashed them they they only threw three times and they just were able to run effectively um that's something the Chiefs need to stay committed to and that it's a very good Bills defense but if 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 the defense has a weakness it's that running uh it's the run defense and Jeff I know we talked a lot about offensive linemen scoring but let's talk about offensive linemen blocking for one second I, I can't I'd be remiss if I did not say that 
this is exactly where we needed to be from from an offensive line perspective. This offensive line is rolling right now. I, I'm really, really, really happy with the way they're playing, the way they're gelling, the double teams, the hips together. You know, they're blocking linebackers with the defensive lineman's butt, you know, coming together, zone blocking. Uh, they're getting downfield. You know, uh, you know, Andrew Wiley is is just – and they commented a couple times, you know, during the game, here's, you know, third string tackle, right? Who's who's a starter? Like, he's a, he's a starter on the Super Bowl team. Like, this isn't a guy that just, you know – that they just found, you know, it's not like somebody's old gym teacher that they like signed because, you know, you had too many injuries and this guy's a starting. So I think they did everything right. I'm really excited about the way the line's playing. Please listeners watch that, those matchups, because I think how, how this game is going to go is how the, how the chiefs offensive line goes. If they keep playing the way they're playing and they keep dominating the, the line of scrimmage, the way they have been, I think you're going to see some really, really good things. Patrick is getting, loads of time back there. So I'm, I'm just really, really thrilled with what they've done to build this offensive lineup. And, you know, and they've got the depth to go with it. If, you know, God forbid something happens where they had another injury or two during the playoff run, if they get, you know, get to the Super Bowl, not, it's, it's definitely not going to look like it did last year for sure. Well said, Joe. Well, if you enjoyed the show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.